the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we're in the Healthcare Now studios. Another uh, evening of good talk about yes. healthcare. It's been a hot day, Dr. Mark. It's been, a, been a hot one. It's been a hot summer. At like 11 o'clock this morning, the heat index was 101. Man. <laughs> and school started, so traffic's up. Yep. I mean, we, yep. got, we got a lot yep. of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on, yeah. I'll tell you, Larry, last yep. week we spent the day talking about Medicare. Yes. And I think we covered a lot of really good stuff. And I know you got some excellent feedback. Yes, I did. But you shared with me yep. something that, that we really need to alert our listeners to uh, that a yep. physician had, had brought to your yes, attention. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, it was a physician, a physician up in the villages, which yep. is a probably the fastest growing and one of the largest concentrations of Medicare beneficiaries in yes. the country. Yes, it's huge. I yep. think there's like 140,000 Medicare lives right. up and, in the villages. And a, and a huge percentage of everyone up there yeah. is, yeah. Uh, is on Well, I can tell you the hospitals, when you look at their census up there, over 90% of their admissions are Medicare. Right. And we were talking about uh, HCA opening a new hospital yep. out there. Yep. Yep. Um, there's There's been a yep. lot of growth in the healthcare system, as yep. you would expect, right? Sure. As you would expect. Sure. So it's yep. been around, the village has been around yep. a while. They've been around about 20 and, years. Yeah. And yep. they've, they've always been been growing but yep. but yeah this is yep. a, this is a whole new level whole yeah new level. it is and and you know one of the things that i think has been progressive up there it's a huge straight medicare with supplement market yes that's how it got started yeah the supplements all, were yeah. really well what it was is these couples or individuals and mainly couples mm-hmm. retired from corporations and they retired yep. well and right. not only did they ha- they go to straight medicare their company was paying for their supplement. Ah, gotcha. And that's gotcha. why it was such a huge straight Medicare market. And so that's going to draw people that want to sell those supplements. Yeah, and right. And, right. and so all of a sudden, certain people like United mm-hmm. and several others, Humana, Cigna. Care Plus, Cigna, uh, Blue Cross even came in there. They they try to capture some of the Medicare Advantage conversion right, right. over to patients. Right. Well, I got a call after our show last week. Dr. Mark, from one of our doctors up there. Yeah. And he says, Larry, you need to be aware of what what I just was been told by four or five of my patients. Mm -hmm. And he said that these agents that are selling Medicare Advantage up there, and you understand the pressure they're up against because it's such a high concentrated straight Medicare market. Right. And they're they're independent agents. Right. Independent agents. Some of them may be employed by specific payers, gotcha. but the majority of them are, are independent independent, yep. independent agents. So they're telling them two things that Dr. Pounder didn't like. Uh-huh. And he said, I'm, I cleared it up, but when I heard you guys talk about Medicare, I really wanted to talk about this. The first thing, they're telling people that if you're on straight Medicare during the year, mm-hmm. you can't move to a Medicare Advantage plan. Untrue. And again, yeah, that may untrue, be yeah. contrary, contrary to what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. But they're telling them you can't. 
oh, you know why they're saying it? They're saying it because if they decide they want to wait and they decide later yeah. that, that, that you're going to miss out on that. So they're just right. trying to get them to buy well, the Advantage plan now, not put it off, because, yeah. like, well, if you wait and you miss out, yeah. you can't join them. Well, there was a su- su- second piece of that. Right. I thought, well, that's not the MA guys talking. Those are the salespeople that are selling supplement policies. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So they don't want you on that. They They don't want want to move over. Interesting. And then so you got that going on in the straight Medicare side. But the big one that disturbed me the most, Dr. Mark, is that these Medicare Advantage representatives are telling people that if you initially join a Medicare Advantage plan Mm -hmm. when you turn 65 and become eligible for Medicare, or if you ever choose a Medicare Advantage plan, you can never go back to straight Medicare. No, just not true. Not true. true. Yep. You're you're always going to have the opportunity to be covered by straight Medicare. In fact, you you can even do it during the year. Right. If you, in fact, are working with a five-star plan. Well, you can go to one, but you could go right. from a five-star plan or, right. or from any plan back to straight. That's right. right? You can That's drop right. that at any time. That's right. But, right, yeah, the five-star plan is really important because yep. you can change any time during the year or enter any five-star plan. At any time. But not the other plans. And That's so, correct. And so in our area, I know we've got – I guess it depends market to market what is right. We've got a five-star. couple of five-star plans yep. in, the, in the market here. Right. Yeah. And so that that does become an issue. And then if those if the plans that are not five star don't cover facilities that you typically go to, that's right. That's that's another one of those caveats we didn't point out. You want to make sure that the advantage plan that you're working with covers those areas because you can only jump around, as it were, if they're in five star plans. Correct. And, you know, we talked about at length last week about making the decision to choose that Medicare Advantage plan. And the first point of the whole thing is, is your are your physicians and providers yes. in that network? Yeah, because they're not; they're absolutely not on all plans all That's the right. time. I mean, you know, some, of some of them are very narrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Meaning, and, meaning very narrow networks, right? Yeah. And those are not the five star plans typically. That's right. So, That's right. so that yeah. that is an important thing. And there's there are all these navigations that that we have to put put our uh, our senior citizens through yeah. as they go yeah. through this thing, and and it is confusing yep. and you can understand yep. why some people just throw their hands up and just say, well, you know, just take yeah. it from my social security check and yep. I'll just, keep well, moving. this physician who is a pretty large primary care physician, internal medicine up yep. in the villages, he was concerned because of two things. Mm-hmm. One, they're telling his patients that they can't move and he represents certain Medicare Advantage plans. Right. But the second thing is he's concerned because of the community and the issue that, they're confusing Medicare patients who are already confused. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, because even as much as we talk about it and we sit there and go through the plans, if, if you're not taking notes and, and just yeah. the craziness on well, how you they, said that you know, last week, me, me, yeah, Medicare, A, B, yeah. C, D, yeah. you know, I mean, it just That's changes it. and changes and then supplement advantage. You've got to really keep up. Because a lot of these letters and yeah. terms seem like they might even be the same thing, yeah. but each one of them comes with a different caveat. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it seems to me that these Medicare Advantage agents, and again, you remember, they get a commission on what sure, they sell, sure. and they get commissions that roll over every year right. if these patients or these beneficiaries right. stay on that plan sure. or any other plan that they represent. Yeah, and if they think they can't go back to Medicare, That's right. they're going to just, well, just sign yeah. me up, Tommy. Just keep it going. Yeah. Keep yeah. it yeah. roll. Yeah. Which, That's right. You know, the, the craziness is they it could be the best plan for them. It's just you, you or need it to might have, not be. Yeah, you yeah. need to have 
the ability to evaluate that exactly. yourself and really trust who without, you're talking to. Without an agent or a navigator, as you talked about, yep. steering them in a certain direction because of money. Well, last year we, we brought some of the navigators in from one of the companies. And we're going to do that yeah. this year, too. And, and yep. you know, they, they were good. They really, the navigators... Now, granted, they're working for a group. Well, that these has a people policy. that we brought in were actually employees of yeah, these employees. Medicare Advantage yeah. plans. So, yep. so it's hard to say that they're presenting everything without bias, and so that's right. why you still need to know the questions to ask because yep. they may, yep. you know, omit. You yep. know, but that yep. that would be the first question I'd ask is, you know, yep. what are my five star plans here? I'm dealing with. Yeah. In fact, you bring something up when we invite these Medicare Advantage plans mm-hmm. or Medicare representatives coming in this year. We're going to get a couple of employed Medicare Advantage reps, right. and we're going to get a complete independent agent. Okay, and see what different kind of a story we get. What if they like break out into a fight in the middle of this thing? <laughs> well, we won't have them in here together. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> May, oh, you know, maybe we could set them up to meet at a Starbucks. <laughs> And they could just talk from and there. They can fight and they can there. fight there. Yeah, yeah we can just right. read about yeah. it. Yeah, we might be liable for that. Let's not do that's that. That's right. Let's not that's go that right. route. Now, we'll, we will have them come in. And, yep. and they are, I will say that they are tremendously knowledgeable. Yes. And they bring up great points because they, they kind of go down through a questionnaire of, of what you need as a client, you know, yep. what is important yep. to you. And, and once you get that and sort of say it, you can then go out and, and, and price check and, and look at the market at a different different plans, but you need to look at more than one plan. You can't just look at one plan. And you're right. That checklist that you're talking about, you need to build your own checklist Mm -hmm. out of the research and the knowledge that you and your family do, which is best for your parents or grandparents or whatever. And they have, they have, uh, they have online questionnaires you can fill out. Yes. And that's another place to go look and say, well, the, if they're asking me these questions, this is probably what's important to me. Exactly. Now, whether or not, they typically don't say, make sure that we're, you know, your doctor is, is one of our doctors. Typically, Particularly they don't say if that. it's a narrow network program. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's something that is omitted pretty much all the time. And whenever, yeah. whatever you're looking for, when you're looking for just commercial insurance and you're, exactly. you're looking at policies, you know, you pull up just for an instance, you pull yeah. up the Blue Cross Blue Shield policies. They have lots of different policies and it, and you can click the boxes and compare, but it's not that clear that, oh, this one is a wider yeah. network. There are some actual regulatory uh, policies what they about have to how they compare, how they can compare to. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, I mean, there needs to be because, yep. you know, it has to be apples to apples. A- apples to yeah. apples. Yeah. And just because you look on a site and you compare things, I mean, w- I, the average person knows a lot more about what they want in an automotive vehicle of than they do in their health care. In healthcare, in a minute. And so, yeah. so when you're looking at that, you just don't know. It's, you know, you're not... You can't, well, what's gas mileage? You know, what color is it? How right, many people does right. it seat? It's just so vague. Yeah. And, and I do, I feel, I feel bad for the, the yeah. general public that it, it deals with this. And we get questions all the time, Larry. Oh, all know, the time. From, I get questions every week, yeah. Dr. Mark, about yeah, I mean, this stuff. Whether it's somebody's parents or them themselves yeah. have, having to deal with this. Our but, patients, the, our patients' parents or grandparents, right. Our physicians that are trying to build their networks right. with, or build their uh, who should they be working charts with? with? Yeah, who they yeah. should be working with. But you know, one other thing I want to go back to: mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, are my doctors in the network? Right. The other biggest thing you need to look at when you're choosing a Medicare Advantage plan mm-hmm. is if I end up in the hospital, What's, are how, my hospitals yeah. and how much is it going to cost me per right. day? Because as we said on these Advantage plans, That's where the big dollars a, are, a daily charge for That's that right. five, right. first five days, yep. right? And so that, that can add up. So I think that, you know, when you, when you look at all those things, the, the advantage plans make sense. 
They do Without make a sense. Doubt. Without but a doubt. The, the piece that we came back to at the end of our discussion last week was they are creating so much profit for those who own those Advantage plans. Yes, yes. It's, it's a, that, that concerns yeah. me. When we look for areas that we can really save and, and really give back to the people instead of coming out yeah. of their pockets, yeah. that is a place where the level of profit, because yeah. those are no longer, it's not Medicare. It's not a government yeah. entity. Right. The government has got them working selling their product. Yeah. And they're saying, okay, this is how much... We're going to give you to cover it. That's right. The rest of yours is you get to keep. Yeah. Well, you know, at 30 million of the 64 million people in Medicare beneficiary right. today is in a Medicare Advantage plan. Yeah. And if you recall some of the stats, we're looking at a couple million people a year are going to be right. joining the roles of Medicare within now in the next eight years. And they're predicting that 70 to 75 percent of those people are going to choose an MA plan. No, I would imagine so. Well, I I think the only reason that we don't see a higher percentage of the MA plans is it's very geographic. Yes. And there are just areas that aren't dense enoughly populated. We talked about that last week. We did. In the Midwest, there were very few plans available. Yep. uh, Was it Utah, Wyoming? Utah, Wyoming. Idaho. Go go more more north north and South Dakota. Exactly. So there were were a lot of places. So I think, you know, that's a piece of it. But but it is going to be interesting. I, I I would like to see... CMS pay more attention to that profit level. Yeah. That, but, that they should they should be able to redirect some of those dollars because it's it's being paid for by a system that's running out of money. Exactly. At and, the end of the day, and you know I think the beauty of it is these patients, these Medicare beneficiaries, actually brought these concerns that they were hearing from an agent to their physician, and then we were able to communicate yeah. with them. No, that's the way we want it to work. Larry. That's exactly right. Hey, Larry, we're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Yes. That should be, there's some good points that we there should share are. there. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. Be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found the Healthcare Now studios. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we are going to move on in today's discussion. Yes. You know, med- we're going to keep talking about Medicare in the next number of weeks because we, di- we didn't mention we're the date. seven weeks from seven open weeks. enrollment. Right. So October 15th. Extremely important. Yep. Extremely important. Yep. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the Inflation Reduction Act. Yes. And so there, there are lots of things in that act, you know, yep. lots and lots of things. And, and there are lots of, lots of topics of interest to other, other listeners. But on the healthcare side, yep. 
there are like seven key points yes. that we want to talk about that are yes. specific to health care. And let's, exactly. let's jump into those. Okay. You know, uh, Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act on August 16th, and this is about a $750 billion, <clears throat> excuse me, reconciliation package. But there were seven things that actually applied to health care, Dr. Mark. And again, these seven health care takeaways are, are kind of interesting. A lot of them apply to pharmacy when right. it comes to Medicare. But if you want to go into the first one. Yeah, under this health, uh, this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, mm-hmm. Medicare Parts B and D, D is, D is the pharmacy, like yep. you said, they they gain negotiation powers that will apply to yeah, the B price. is outpatient, D is pharmacy. Oh, B is outpatient uh-huh. care. Okay, yeah. see mm-hmm. that's that's another one. I I, I yeah. got I got to put mm-hmm. into my into my uh, memory there. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's we're gonna look at prices to a limited number number of drugs with no generic or biosimilar competition. So start, but here's the crazy thing. Okay, so I don't know what day is it. Yeah. Okay, I believe it's 2022. Yeah, I Dr. think we're Mark. in 2022 is our year. <laughs> this starts. These 10 drugs will be eligible for negotiations in 2026. Three and a half years from now. So there, there's no generic currently, and what's there yep. going to be yep. then? So it's, it could be a moot point at that point because if there's a, yep. a generic coming down the pipeline well, and this, these drugs have been running for, through their patent – why twenty? Well, my issue here is if it's an inflation reduction act, we may not even have inflation in another two and a half years. Well, we got an election coming up. They're certainly going to say we don't have yeah. inflation. Well, this is soon. that's what this, and you know, we don't get sure. into the politics no, of this. Yeah. But you know, this is a lot about what that's about. Well, and, and I'm sure the 2026 was one side said it starts tomorrow, one side said it starts in 2030, and they and it's only 10 drugs in 26, and another 10 drugs in 29. Doctor Mark. Yeah, that, so so I you know I think this goes back to the complaints that we have about Washington's education, you know our representatives, our senators, their <clears throat> education level as it goes to healthcare. Yeah, right? right. It's just not. I, I think the information that they get comes from a lobby, and that you know there, there are certainly exceptions to that rule, but I think that's part of the problem. Right. And you know the second one, this law, this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, one of the pieces in it ends the law that in 2003 was created that says Medicare cannot negotiate with manufacturers for drug prices. Right. So this was a big one, and this was yep. in the news for a long time. It that, has been. That, that uh, you know, they'll be able to negotiate drug prices and save, you know, save good dollars. Now, when does that kick into effect? Well, my understanding, that's pretty immediate. No, that one is immediate. Yeah, that's pretty immediate. That was a standalone discussion for it a was. long time. Was. And, and it, it, it probably found its roots – you know, sliding into, yeah. into this Inflation Reduction Act yeah. because it wasn't getting through as, right. a, as a standalone. That's right. Well, if you recall early on when they were talking about negotiating prices, mm-hmm. if you remember the top 250 drugs that are used by most Medicare beneficiaries, a significant portion of those are branded drugs. Right. There is no generic right. equivalent. And, and that's that goes back to that first thing we said right. that doesn't start till 2026. That's yeah. right. No, that's so, right. Yeah. And they account for a huge amount of the expenditures. Yeah. All right, so then the next one, which uh, starts in 2023, so yep. at least we're seeing and that coming then, up pretty soon. Yeah, the the IRA limits of out of pocket spending on insulin products. In this the is Medi- a good one. Yeah, in Medicare yep. Part D, they're going to limit it to thirty five dollars a month. Right. So, so the total limit. I mean, they're not going to spend more than thirty five, and, and that's great. And most, most people, people spend about like three hundred fifty dollars yeah, a month on insulin. Wow. wow. So they basically knock that down ninety percent. 
Wow. So that's, that's gonna, a huge. That's gonna be a big and Dr. Mark, remember, about 35 percent of Americans have insulin dependent diabetes. Yep. No, it's a it's a huge number. Yeah. So interestingly, this is saying how much the individuals are going to be paying out. Yep. But Medicare is still going to be paying the developers and the producers of these these drugs, which that's are right. pretty much all right. generic now. And so when you say Medicare is going to be paying the bill, guess who we're talking about? I know. Yeah, that's that's where I'm saying. So so unlike some of these some of these previous ones when we talk about negotiations, that's actually lowering the amount of dollars that will come out of Medicare, which will lower the amount of dollars that come out of your taxes that go to Medicare. And whereas this particular one does take care of a lot of people who are on Medicare. It does. And it's definitely a great step. But the next step would be why why are we paying that much money for insulin to anyone out of anybody's pocket? You know, I was talking with someone who is actually a type 2 diabetic uh, last week. I actually had lunch with him on Tuesday. And we were talking about insulin or not on insulin? Insulin, on insulin. Most type 2s aren't, right? Well, he's insulin dependent type 2. Wow. And so I asked him about it. I said, are you aware that, uh, you know, it's going to go to $35? He says, well, I'm spending just under $400 a month right now. Hmm. But let me tell you what one of his issues were. And I didn't realize this until he told me. He ran out of drugs. He had a doctor visit, his PCP visit to get reordered. Right. His prescription ran out. His physician had COVID. So he couldn't get in to get his prescription redone. And for two weeks, he went without insulin because Medicare denied payment on it. Yeah, that's that's a that's an awful. I mean, that's that awful. Yeah, yeah. Is that not just like there's got to be a workaround? Well, think that, about yeah. in high blood pressure meds. Oh, yeah. If you run out and the, and you don't have your prescription right. updated with your doctor, they'll usually give you a five day supply. Yep. But yep. they wouldn't even do this in insulin, and he had to pay out of pocket at full price for two weeks before he could get his prescription redone. Oh my God! That uh, yeah, I don't. What I, happened I, to the scapegoats on this? Yeah, there's there there's got to be a workaround on that. that yeah, seems, there is that no seems, workaround. I mean, yeah. because that that puts that puts you at, at tremendous yeah. liability because you know something yeah. awful is going to happen to an insulin dependent diabetic if you go without two if you weeks. Go without, if you go with uh, well, two he days. didn't go without yeah, two he weeks. Didn't. He said yeah. he had no choice. Yeah, he had to pay for it himself. Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be a workaround there. That, yeah. that, I, don't, I thought I don't that know was the, quite interesting. I don't know if that's the the pharmacy that dropped the ball there, or or. Well, some, he some said it was CMS. Yeah. Medicare wouldn't approve it. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, yeah. the pharmacy is the one that has to ask that, for it. You're right. And, and then, when and you, why wouldn't the pharmacy treat that similar to blood pressure? Yeah. Or or the or to be fair, the physician's office, you've got yeah. to have somebody covering for you. Yeah. And even if it's yeah. just a televisit. Yeah, right, that that, right. that should that really shouldn't happen. Today. But I mean, that was like the the biggest uh, what do you call it? The greatest storm that all came together. Yeah, the perfect storm. Perfect yep, storm. Yep, yeah. Yep, no, yep. that's awful. Yeah. Yep. All right. What's the next one? The here? next one is currently in Medicare Part D. After you reach seven thousand and fifty dollars, you're fully covered. And after the donut hole in Part D, this new law, this Inflation Reduction Act, but it doesn't go into effect until 2025, is going to limit that to two thousand dollars out of yeah. pocket. So okay, so yeah. now it's 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 currently seven grand, and so it's going to drop it down to two grand. Yeah, and then the next, but not till 2025. Yeah, uh, 2025. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh no, uh, there was a 2024. It was the five percent cost sharings. Of, Correct. Of catastrophic phase. Yeah, and that really didn't do anything. Yeah, that's not that's not yeah. a big one. Gotcha. But that's a huge dollar reduction on part d sure and, and my prediction on that dr mark yeah part d premiums are going to go up as a result of that right significantly which, which will 
push. And right now they're at about hundred to hundred and twenty dollars a month. So when that that pushes that over to the advantage plan, and then the advantage plans are going to be dropping out more cash. That's right. And but the but they're gonna they're gonna get that cash back from Medicare. Yeah. Well, I think there'll be a uh, a realignment of how Medicare Advantage also pays for drugs. Sure. Once this happens. Yep, that makes sense. Yep. All right, the next one is uh, the Inflation Reduction Act institutes inflation caps on Medicare Part D yep. that, that limit price increases for drugs year over year. Well, this is really just about, if you recall, in the first three months of 2022 and in the first three months of 2021, branded drugs increased on an average of over 25% cost. Yep, yep. They're going to limit no, this. Right, and there was nothing nothing to stop that. Nothing to so, stop So it. here, th- right. you know, th- this one is one that actually enacts the total expense that you will see in the Medicare, Medicare yes. I'm sorry, in the medical system. Yep. And so they're going to they're they're going to enforce this by by having the drug yep. makers face tax penalties yep. if their prices increase right out and if, if that increase outpaces outpaces That's inflation. That's correct. Yep. So yep. well, I mean, you know, what's inflation typically? I mean. That, that's well, right now we're nine percent. Yeah, I know. So, so yeah. I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna increase it by nine yeah. percent. So that that is going to be an interesting. The, the amount of money it's going to take just to keep on top oh. of that might be worse. Well, this than, was a seven hundred eighty billion dollar uh, package, Doctor Mark, of the Inflation Reduction Act. Right. Well, that's that's what they think it's going to cost. Yeah. But but I wonder I wonder how far the uh, what what is it the Department of Budgeting uh, that that actually figures out the, the actual numbers for this. Yeah, the the uh, uh, so I, I know we got listeners screaming into their into their radio right now. Yeah, the uh, yeah, you know what we're talking. I'm talking I know. About. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they office come up, of management and budget, the OMB, uh, the OMB, yeah. OMB. So the yeah. OMB yeah. takes into account these things, and that's how they calculate the how, what what this exactly. All out. Well, you know, I think there's a couple things here. The next one is it's trying to cap the cost of premiums for Part D to go up no greater than 6% from 2024 to 2029. And right now, there is no cap on those. And if you remember, Social Sec- or, 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 uh, Medicare Part A and B went up 14.6% last year just because of Atahelm. You remember right, that? Right, right, right. Now they're yeah, trying to cap 6% on Part D, which I think is a good thing. It is, but it's yep. a, it, the timing issue because you know oh. this links back to the one yep. when we talked about the out of pocket cost dropping. Yeah. Right. So yep. when the out of pocket that happens in twenty twenty five. Yeah. So in twenty twenty. How does that help a, a fixed income Medicare beneficiary today or yeah, even next year, right. Doctor Mark? Yeah. No, that's that that that's concerning, but yeah. but I'm sure that was another compromise part of the bill. And then uh, finally, the uh, premium subsidies. This is the big one. Yeah, yep. I think we yep. heard about this in the news yep. first. Yep. The premium subsidies and the uh, the uh, healthcare act marketplaces, the ACAs, they were increased yep. by the 2021 American yep. Rescue Plan Act yep. that was supposed to expire at the end of this year. Yep. So this is extending it through 2025. Yep. And just so you know, the other one that you mentioned, the OMB, the Congressional Budget Office, as you know, is always a predictor of costs, right? And not just healthcare, but in many many other areas of industry. And the beauty of this is the OMB is reputing the issue that this is actually going to rein in health care costs, particularly on the uh, 
uh, subsidies going oh, through 2020. Of course, it's not going to rain yeah, in health care the, 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 Yeah, the uh, Congressional Budget Office says it's going to cost billions yeah, to the no, American no. taxpayers. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see yep. how anybody could even assume that yeah. there'd be any savings yeah. involved. It's just giving out well, free money, right? It's called political spin. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, yeah. it, it's difficult. Again, we are not looking for situations where individuals are without coverage no. or have a lot of out-of-pocket expenditure. But when you look at the the trillions of dollars yep. that are being wasted, yep. I mean, I mean, literally, I say trillions. Yep. And, and the and, profits that these healthcare companies well, that, are that's making. That's where it is. That's why. And, and I, should, yeah. I should have. Been, and, that's and, and in particular, pharma. Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. it's insane. All right, we we are yeah. about set for another break. What do you want to talk we about are? when we get back? Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about the compliance with the Price Transparency Act. Deja vu. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are traveling through another journey on healthcare woes from Washington, aren't we? It's I getting mean, complicated, it, Dr. Mark. I tell you, I tell you. A lot you, of information. There's, I, I hope we have some fact checkers out there, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I think we've actually, I mean, we, we present this in a pretty level fashion. We, we try did. to bring in good information, and, and or when we bring in bad information, we bring it in to talk about how and, bad it is. And we try to bring it in in a layman's vocabulary that people sure. can understand it. Yeah, that's the way that's the way I understand yeah. it best. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, this is this this the Medicare game is it, it should not be so complicated. complicated. Yep. Yeah, but we're we're going to talk about yep. uh, so this is this topic has come up I don't know how many times in our last, you know, year and a half doing this, right? Mm-hmm. It, the idea that hospitals are supposed to be posting what their services their cost. prices. Yep. And it's supposed to be yep. a, a menu and yep. any any person that comes into a hospital they're not even supposed to ask for it right larry they're supposed to post it somewhere that's obvious well let me throw this out there okay in january 1 of 2021 Mm -hmm. the feds passed the hospital price transparency rule right for hospitals right and it had been talked about for that's years before we're 20 months into this prior to COVID. yeah yeah so let me just put this in you like to use driving in cars as an analogy let's say that the department of vehicle services in Florida passed a law that says you have to do X. Right. Are you going to do it as a driver? Yeah. Or are you going to get a ticket, right? Right. You're going to, yeah. Well, how come only 16% of 2000 hospitals in America could care less about this hospital price transparency? Right. Right. 
Well, I, I mean, I, well, back to the car thing, right? So mm-hmm. you have to have car insurance, right? Right. And there are a percentage of people that don't. And, and your and license will be suspended yeah, they're, if they're, they find out about it. There's a serious penalty. That's right. And it's being <clears throat> checked on, right? So yes. in this particular situation, we talked about how ap- right after it was announced, they, they did a, a checkup, I think six <clears throat> months in. Mm-hmm. And was it, uh, it was under 15%. Yeah. Of hospitals were and it hadn't moved much since then. Nope. So now we're now we're yep. uh, no, another six or eight months out, yep. and we're looking at sixteen yep. percent that are complying yep. with transparency yep. rules. And then when you look at who isn't yes doing it, so there's yeah, two call, groups. Let's call out yeah. a couple people. There's Dr. two groups Mark. that are blatantly not doing this, yep. and the problem is well, the largest hospital systems it, in the country. Two of the largest. Yeah. yeah. So HGA and Ascension. Yeah. So they both just Which said, represent about what three hundred hospitals between them. Uh, easily. Yeah, Close easily. to it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I would think that's exactly right. So yep. 300 of the 2,000 hospitals in America, these yep. people represent. Yep. Yeah, I bet we're And they have completely yep. ignored this law. And, and not only ignored it, yep. they said, we're going to ignore it. We're not going to yeah. do it. And we'll even pay the penalty. Yeah, yeah, just go yeah. ahead and pay the so, yeah. so when the penalty is, you know, if they're making so much money that they're willing to pay the penalty, yep. you know, it's yep. just like, you know, if, if speeding tickets were only a buck, yep. you know, people be uh, speeding right. a lot more. That's right. So, so then... I, the question, Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. and you've practiced in hospitals for 25 yep. years. Mm-hmm. The question is, how is it that they get away with this saying, I'll just pay the penalty and we don't increase the penalty to make it to where they don't have any choice. They have to comply. Because the whole thing is it's literally an act of Congress. Yep. It's too hard. The, 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 yep. the, the original documents have to be right. It's too hard yep. to get the Congress people back in the room yeah. and have them come up with a, Oh, we need to tweak this a little bit. Right. It's just, yeah. there's just a lot of things that go against it. Cause, cause I can tell you the, the uh, hospital associations were hugely against it's this. the biggest lobby in, in America. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. you know, when, when the hospital, when the, it's the AHA, right? So the AHA, yeah, American hospital when, Association. when they, yeah. when they fought this, they got it down to a point. I guarantee you, that they that was what they were saying behind closed doors. You know, just don't do it. Yeah. You just don't do it. Well, not only that, the patient rights advocates groups seem to have no clout with the feds to enforce not. this rule. Of course not. But yeah. yet the AHA has all the clout in the world. Right. So and and the yeah. the difference becomes when when this first came out, we were we were discussing this. We did. And because we talked about things we like We talked you about know, this a year ago, yeah, Dr. Mark, after it came yeah. out. And yeah. you you've got a cardiologist that's gonna do echocardiography at his office. Yep. And his or her office, they're gonna do it and they're gonna tell you what it's gonna cost, right? And the same procedure at the hospital is exceedingly more expensive, yep. but they're not gonna tell you how much it's gonna be. And so well, that that was the I think that was yep. the example that we used last time. Yeah. And yep. here here we are. Here we are. Twenty all, months later. Twenty months later. Almost two years later. And with yep. essentially no change. Yeah. I was well, you know, let me no let me give a kudos to somebody too. You know, Common Spirit Health Systems. I'm not real familiar with them. Not at all. But they say they're the second largest health system in America with 111 hospitals. So maybe they're just a couple of hospitals more than Ascension. I think they're around a hundred. But HCA obviously is number one. Mm-hmm. Half of their hospitals of those 111 actually comply with the price transparency rule. Right. See, now I'm going to have to uh, Google up who they are. Yeah, common, they, it's called Common Spirit Health Systems. I'm not even sure where they're out of. 
No, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna check on that at the break because that that okay. is that's a huge number of hospitals. That is half of their hospitals are in compliance. Yes, yeah, so, well, fifty hospitals. Yeah, yeah, fifty of a hundred. Yeah, yeah, so I wonder, yeah. wonder where that is. Yeah. So, so I would say uh, you know the naysayers' <laughs> voice on that is okay. So you have a hospital system. Yeah. Why why only half? Yeah. Right. You probably have. Yeah. I mean, the numbers are probably the same. Well, evidently, when the enforcement got a little tougher, mm-hmm. they went from eight of their 111 hospitals to almost 50 of their 100 hospitals complied. Interesting. And that is yeah. a big system. So, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if there is on the penalty, if the penalty is linked to the system or if it's linked to the hospital. I think it's a penalty per day based on the number of beds that you have. Really? There's a formula there. Interesting. Yeah. So but evident, something- well, and, and again, let's talk about this for a few minutes. As a physician, mm-hmm. why would you think a hospital, and then we'll talk about it as a consumer, right? not want to comply with this rule? Well, clearly, they know that their prices are way higher. Yep. Now, yep. now it's one yep. thing for them to sit down at a, uh, at a bargaining table and say, the reason our prices are higher is this, this, and this. Right. But if they just post the number, they're going to get a lot of clients walking out the door. Well, it's interesting you say that because we know HCA Mm -hmm. is in the top five largest, most expensive charge masters in the country. Right. Right. So I can understand why they wouldn't want to post their charges. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. they're not competitive. Right. They're not competitive. That's right. And so they're they're not going to lay it out there because and they're they're going to lose patients. Right. And and what what all the hospitals are out there looking for, Larry, is if you if you break down all the different insured groups and uninsured groups. Right. The the patients that the hospitals are bargaining over are the five percent of folks that have commercial insurance and the choice. That's right. Because a lot of people have commercial insurance on a narrow network. And they can only go to one high place. High premiums and high yep. out of pocket costs. High, high, high deductible. deductible. That's right. right. That's right. So that's who the hospitals are fighting for, and this is something that's going to that's going to make yep. them lose that battle. Yep. Right. Well, you know, on top of the price transparency overall. Right. It was interesting. That, that was on everything. Yeah. On, right. you know, procedural stuff. Yeah, everything. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think it's the top 50 procedures in the hospital that are supposed to be posted. Right. Okay. Yeah. And now, but then let's take that down one step further. As you know, imaging costs are one of the biggest costs in healthcare today. Yeah. It's, it's a, it, the uh, radiology department is the largest earning center in a, in a typical hospital. Okay. 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 Good um, point. So yeah. they, they, they really work their volumes when, you know, certain areas of hospitals just can't make money. Yeah. Right. And right. others are right. big earning centers and yeah. the, and the radiology is a big earning center. Right. And so we talked about 16% of hospitals comply with the overall tr- pricing transparency. Only 21% of hospitals comply with the transparency mandate for pricing on imaging. I mean, I'm just kind of surprised that there's a difference at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 21% not tremendously higher than 16 Well, but- it could be that the feds have pushed harder with the ones that are doing the larger imaging, too. Yeah, that could be. That could you be. know, there, there's yeah. a little more pressure on them. Well, I, I, won't, I won't say where I was, but I was in a conference room, and there was a big poster. It wasn't in the – it was in the radiology department, and it's kind of behind closed doors. Okay. But it was a professionally made poster – and it was touting the amount of cases that were done, wow. amount, well, amount of examinations that were yep. done, and the amount of profit, yep. the, the gross and the net. And it was amazing. 
I mean, I, I know this hospital. So they were counting their profits, yeah. in other and, words, or their and, revenue. Yeah, they were showing the, yeah. the increase that they had year over year right, revenue right. through. Right, right, right. I, I was shocked, and yeah. and I, I stay pretty up to date with wow. what you what do. These you are. keep up with the numbers in the hospital. And I was I was shocked. I knew that was the the wow. that was the win center, but man, that was the certainly you know if you if you could invest in such things. Yeah. So what we've seen is that outpatient centers have been able to compete incredibly well yep and the cost of well they, imaging, the hospital owned outpatient center still throw that facility well, that, yeah that's a yeah we're that's a whole, different, a whole different whole different game yeah well when, when we're talking about the hospitals posting things and not posting things if you're if you're going to go in there and you're going to get an mri of your knee okay 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 so that MRI at the hospital is going to run you between two and five thousand dollars. That's easily, right. Right. Let's just say five thousand. Yep. So okay. So and, and 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 I'm not talking about the bill. What they're going to bill? Yeah. They're going to yep. bill way more than oh, that. Yeah. But but yep. you've got some type of contractual so agreement. So a twenty percent copay of five thousand, you look at a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks down. Yeah. Now you go to an outpatient independent imaging center, and how much is that? CT of the, or M- MRI the knee going to cost, Doctor? Four hundred and fifty bucks. Okay. Now what's twenty percent of that? Oh, you're making me do math now, but it's like fifty bucks. <laughs> that's okay. right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah, so so yeah. The, the so we're talking between... less than a hundred dollars copay versus a thousand dollars copay for the same test. And Larry, back to the idea of the total cost of healthcare. Right. Okay. That savings when we look at that big four point six trillion dollar number. Yep. That savings is there, yep. and and where because it's not in somebody's pocket. Yep. It's not being paid yep. out by Medicare or the commercial players or people yep. at all. Yep. It's that's actual savings. Yep. So that is another area that we can we can win if yes. we shift from the hospital and do yep. things that are appropriate in the yep. out. I mean, it's the same machines. Yeah. Sometimes it's the same doctors reading. But them. only twenty out of a hundred hospitals in America want to even tell you what their prices well, are. Why would they? Because you're going to turn around exactly. and walk out. Now, you, right. sometimes you just can't, and and that's that's an issue. right. But but that also goes to another big mantra that we have, that there are a lot of medical issues that a person or somebody in your family might have that can be taken care of in an urgent care center. That's right. Because once you go That's into right. an emergency room at the hospital, you are going to have your imaging there. They're not going to say, oh, you're oh, pretty well, much captured at that point. Right. That's so right. you're going and to be paying okay. those costs. That's okay. If you yeah. need it. If you need it. But but if let's say you did, yeah. you did twist yeah. your knee. Yep. And you're, you're not in any, any life-threatening condition. And you can wait till you can get to your PCP or your orthopedic guy, yep. or and go, they'll do all that outpatient. Or go into some yep. of the urgent care centers have CT scans. Yeah. And it'll cost you a $50 copay yep. exactly. versus a huge out-of-pocket cost going into the ER. I mean, that's another one yep. of the answers that we yep. have that, that we, 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 need to, yep. we need to start whiteboarding this, where we say we do. places where we can actually make up that increase. I mean, we're looking at an $8 trillion medical debt coming up. That's right. In a couple of years. And that yeah. that's one of the other places that we can knock it down. And I think for our listeners to close this out, Dr. Mark, we talk about always check what your costs are going to be, particularly if it's an elective, not an emergency situation. Imaging is particularly important in this area. You got it. Hey, when we get back, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about the future of primary care. Absolutely. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. 
The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You're back at Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're on our uh, final segment of the uh, Eve here. And Larry, I wanted this. This is a topic. I know this is going to take. We're going to, we have a lot of. We'll never get things. through this yeah. in one segment. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, well, and yep. and to be fair, we've we've talked about this a number of times, yep. sort of company by company. Uh-huh. But the the landscape of primary care is changing more rapidly and more dramatically than any other group medical specialty in, in, in medicine. Yeah. yeah, no question. And you know, it's crazy because you know your primary care doctor. Right, just are, who are you going to see? I'm going to see my primary care doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty quickly, thirty yep. percent of us aren't going to be able to say that. Yep. we're going to have to say yep. we're going to a primary care practice and we're going to go see a doctor. Well, you or know, it's a interesting. Of Someone some that you and I know very well told us last week that he had been going to a primary care practice for a year and he had never met the doctor yet. Yep, remember that? Yep, yep, yep. No, it's true. That's yep. true. And and this is. This is disturbing because of all independent practices, primary mm-hmm. care represents the largest group. Without a doubt. Yep. And, and all value-based care is dependent on patients being attributed into primary care, Dr. Mark. Right. And, and that's something that really fits in. And we, we, we haven't, I guess we need, to, we need to actually say what we're talking about here. Yeah. But we're talking about corporations. We are. That are... Bringing up delivery care systems for primary care, yes. and let me talk. And we've been about talking that about that since since oh, the day we started. We've highlighted yeah. almost every oh, one sure. of these, and they they pop up, yeah. and you drive yeah. by and see it, and then we yeah, talk about. You them can see it. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me just ask this question because this will be the context with primary care networks like Village MD slash Walgreens, mm-hmm. CVS Health. You know, has announced they're going to convert their stores into primary care. Yep. Walmart, mm-hmm. Amazon, mm-hmm. and United Optum, who has bought. Tens of thousands of practices over the last few years. Right now, you got these these corporations, but then you've got other venture capital firms like Complete Health and many others that are buying primary care practices, and then you got the hospital systems who own primary care. Yep, that all represent a significant portion. And then you indicated just these four companies are going to have thirty percent of primary care by twenty thirty. Right, right. The question is, how do we ensure that primary care services and attribution of members maintain a constant flow into value-based environment when, Dr. Mark, 80% of chronic care management represents that $4.6 trillion today. Well, we're not going to be able to for two reasons. One, as you you pointed out, the, the patients currently are linked to a primary care provider, right? That's right. right. So they're now going to be linked. Even if you're a PPO member, you're pretty much linked to a primary care doctor. So what they're going to be doing here is they're going to be linking you. Yeah, they'll still be an NPI, right? A national provider identification Mm -hmm. that that they use, but that is going to 
be assigned to a corporate entity. And so right. all these, so suddenly Village MD is going to have a million covered lives. Right. And they're going to, the reason they're getting into this is because of value based savings and That's risk. Right. However, and they're trying what's to control happen? cost with better outcomes. Right. So That's right. how's it? It's not going to work, Larry, because those doctors, nothing against their medical care, but to, to be haphazardly seeing. Well, no longitudinal care. About There's no longitudinal care. care, Dr. Mark. Oh, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing. It's about it's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and without that, we, we know the metrics that we have to succeed in, yeah. in our independent. We manage thousands area. of lives right. within our own organization. Right. And so we know the things that drop off the radar and have to be picked back yep. up. Yep. There is no way. I'm telling you, there's no way in a big corporate model that those things are going to be met. I now, agree. But so here's what, here's what I worry about. Just like with the hospitals, they're going, their bar of what they have to meet, what market is that they have to beat, is going to be elevated. So in order for them to make these dollars to keep them in business, yep. they're not going to have to perform at the level that an independent network performs at. That's right. And I'm not I'm make, not making it up because no. we see that today. We see it every we see day. It today in all, yep. all of our yep. CINs. If you're hospital-based yep. and, and you've got one covered life with this insurance company, this is how much you get. Yep. And then you get 25% yep. of that if yep. you're not hospital-based. Well, you know, it's interesting. If chronic illness management represents 80% of those $4.6 trillion going to $8 trillion right. today – and 35%, it's estimated that people with chronic managers do not manage their chronic, in, you know, Illness appropriately. Well. Yeah, sure. And so where do they end up? In the ER. At the most highest expensive cost of health care. Yep. They go to the ER. Yeah. And then they get their, they get their knee MRI. <laughs> it kind of goes so on from there. that completely blows up the right. entire primary care system. Yep. No, it, it is. This is going to be really deleterious. I mean, I think when we first talked about it we just kind of felt bad about it because we thought we know a lot of primary yeah, care docs yeah. that are that are not going to be well, able we to represent practice. them yeah. yeah and and so we i think that was a it was a personal thought but break this down just to the mere business of united states healthcare and what the costs are going to look like and how we we have seen value-based savings be really successful absolutely we have but we and we those also dollars know, go back to the doctors who initially only got eight percent of that healthcare dollar, yet they do all the work. Well, as importantly, the total number of dollars that go anywhere drops. Right, that's correct. So we're we're the fighting against that that yeah. that four point yeah. six trillion, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's the goal. So so we're on a path, but unfortunately, corporate America recognized when they heard that groups like ours we're actually able to make money to give back to the physicians. Yep. Now they're thinking, well, darn, if we can have 10 times that many physicians, yep. we can still give them back. Hey, we'll give them back half. Well, and we'll pay them a salary, and we don't have to give them the shared savings. Yeah. Well, yeah, they can get away with that as well. That's right. That's right. That's right. Not, I guess not if they're in a CIN, though, right? If they're in a CIN, well, don't they have to do something? Well, if it's an independent CIN like ours, yeah, the money goes back to the doctors. Right. But if it's a corporation like Amazon or Village MD, they pay the doctors a salary, and the doctors have no incentive to do anything else. Right, and so their quality—it's the corporation that makes the drop. money. It's the yeah. shareholders. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so for for a minute, the shareholders are going to make money. That's right. But then they're not. That's right. And then the whole whole yep. system drops, and and we, we're yep. paying top yep. dollar yep. for a system that's not performing well, and nobody's yep. happy. And 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 you know, I think 
when you, when you talk about the difference in self-insured versus fully insured in the employee world, which represents about 50% of America, mm-hmm. of the 330 million lives in America, 165 million of those people get their health insurance through their employer. Gotcha. Now, when you talk about self-insured versus fully insured, you're talking about networks and where do these employees and their families access health care? Right. And the hospital systems and these large corporate entities are trying to draw these people in and it's going to end up costing them more money, just like what you said. Right. I mean, I, I understand 100% why they're getting into this business. Yeah. Oh, because it's all about money. Well, but well, it's all about the most money that's spent by our U.S. government or by our that's country right. every year. That's like, right. Like if I'm thinking like, you yeah. know, I want to start a business yeah. that, that has a chance of making money. Where, where does all the money go? Yeah. All the money gets printed every year. What percentage of it ends out in this bucket and that bucket? Yeah. Well, the healthcare bucket is definitely got your attention. Well, but they're, they're always out through there. new ways. If, if we're driving value-based care, and that all starts with primary care, right. and the whole object of value-based care is to lower that $4.6 to $8 trillion yet, and yet produce better outcomes for patients right. and better quality of life for patients, how is it that value-based care, particularly Medicare, is sanctioned by 2025 to be 100% of Medicare beneficiaries into a value-based program, right. yet we're going to go from 4.6 to $8 trillion. Does that mean that that 330 million people in America are going to double in the next two years? No, that's not That's not how it's <laughs> the happening. The numbers don't work, Dr. Mark. No, it's not going to work that way. It's not going to work that if way If we're going from 330 to 660 million, that 4.6 trillion would be justified by $8 trillion. Right. No, but no. it's not the case. No, that's not the case at all. Yeah, yeah. And, the, you know, the, the really crazy part is let's go back to the 80s when you had your HMOs. Okay. So the theory there was if you went and saw your primary care doctor and they were the gatekeeper, yep. they would decrease the expenses yes. upstream. Yes. Didn't work. Didn't work at Didn't all. Didn't work at all. Well, not only that, patients were tired and got upset because of the authorization process that it took to see a specialist. So what do you think is going to happen here, Larry? It's going to be the same or it's worse. The, this is a commercial yeah. version. Yeah. This is this is big box commercial version of an HMO. This is a 1984 HMO model. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the piece that our organization does is we, we have to look at both sides of that equation. We have to look at what the pri- primary cares are doing yep. to, to look for those chronic care follow-ups, close the care gaps. Yep. And we also need to know that they're going to specialists that are aware of things like outpatient MRIs, Mm -hmm. right? There's going to be a complete disconnect between walking into Walgreens and where you're going to go next. Yeah. Well, the, I think the other piece of it is who has the contract with the most patients under a payer. And these large corporations have the ability to garner large numbers of patients. Well, that's the thing. Well, that's the yeah. problem. Well, and yeah. they're paying huge dollars to a commercial insurer to cover right. their people. That's right. So, I mean, that's why yep. Amazon got in the game. Exactly. Right? So, you know, it's why Walmart got in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of the yeah. biggest employers in the yeah. country. Yeah. And, and, you know, and different companies have looked at this in different ways. It's just like a company like Amazon has so many brilliant people and think tanks that can try to figure this out. Right. Whereas if you're a specialty company, I, I recall that like Lowe's, their solution to some of their cost was anybody who needed, and I'm making up the specialty, but okay. anybody who needed heart surgery mm-hmm. anywhere in the country that worked for Lowe's, 
went to the Cleveland Clinic. I got you. And they paid yep. for that. Yep. Right. So so that was a method yep. to control a defined specialty clinic. Costs, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And it was they they showed that they could save so much money that even if you lived in Southern California, it made sense to fly you all the way there. To Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, to Phil- yeah. yeah. Or where or to Cleveland. To Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. To Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Philadelphia yeah. Clinic would be in Philadelphia. No. But yeah, so Well there so, may be a Cleveland Clinic in Philadelphia too. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. There could there be. certainly is one in Florida. Yeah, there is. There is. <laughs> but yeah, so that so that was a different this is a different angle. We're we're corporatizing primary care. Yep. It's like yep. the 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 last of the country doctor yep. is now gonna be in a little little yep. ima- imagine if you will. Yep. When you go into your CVS and you look to the yep. left side of the uh, building on the left side of the parking yep. lot, and there's this new little outpouching with an entry. Yep. There's your doctor. There's your Congratulations. Pr- and do you think it's going to be a doctor, Dr. Mark? I don't even want to comment on it. You know where I'm going with yep. this. Yep. When they open these minute clinics in Walgreens and CVS, they're all per- yeah, they're they all were extenders. manned by nurse practitioners. Yep. They're all extenders. Yeah. yeah. Extenders. Yeah. yeah. And, and in some, again, in some circumstances, I'm okay with that if they're in a model like my primary care model yep. where I've got a physician that they can turn to yep. as opposed to a corporate entity that's going to say, why do you keep sending these people to this place and that yep. place? Yeah. But, so, you know, Dr. Mark, our conversation has been incredible today. We could certainly keep talking about this, and we may continue to talk about primary care next week. But the bottom line is we want our independent doctors to know we have their back We're going to bring them programs that help them compete and the tools that help them to be successful and even thrive in value-based care as we move forward. I sure hope so, Larry. That's definitely our goal. Yeah. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.